Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program and Podcast Week in Review. So we're kind of looking at all the news and headlines for the last seven days. Okay, I didn't think this week could get any darker than last week. Last week was just horrific. The The governor for New York, uh, Chris Cuomo, signed into law a legislation piece that said that we could abort children in the state of New York all the way up till the... Uh, point of birth, which is just absolutely horrific. And so he, Chris Cuomo's a Democrat. And now we have this new governor that's come out this week, and uh, he has made some more atrocious comments. He was on a radio program. His name is Ralph Northam. And he's made these abortion comments about uh, being able to, in essence, even after a mother gives birth, that it's really the mother's decision after the cord is cut, after the baby's out of the mother, that the mother has the right, if they're, if the baby is um, unconscious or, or it's they want to abort the baby, that they, in essence, uh, have the right to, the mother can resuscitate the baby if they want to. Like, these are, okay, he, he was on a radio program, and this was, these were his comments. Let me just play his comments. So in this particular example, uh, if a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, the infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. Oh my gosh. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. So, so I think this was really blown out of proportion. So he is in essence saying that the mother has the right to if, if they want to resuscitate this baby that's been aborted or, or they just want to go ahead and kill it like just, just go ahead and do it like you have the right after the baby is born like if a baby is if, if i had a baby at home and i and i i rush it to the hospital they're not going to ask me hey caleb do you want to sign the consent to resuscitate this baby or not like they're going to work on that baby they're going to try to get that baby to be resuscitated to bring it back to life this is the thing that just boggles my mind that they're so far the democratic party is so far removed from the idea that life is precious and that life needs to be cherished we are teaching in this party that um you're only valuable if you contribute to the underlying cause. There's not a there's not a value of your life unless you contribute to the idea of their platform and their party. And the thing that was really interesting to me, I guess you could say, is no one really on the left threw a fit about this. No one on the left made a big deal about these comments that he made about the mother's right to resuscitate or We'll have a discussion with the doctors whether or not we're going to resuscitate this life or not after the birth of the child. It is, in essence, murdering a human being that is separate from their mother. They're advocating the murder of human beings. And no one on the left, no one from the Democratic Party threw a fit about it. They're just like, and? And? But something showed up this week. Uh, i got to find it. Hold on. This week, from about this governor, I guess at a college party, he dressed up like the KKK, and someone was—I don't know—I don't know if he was the one that had the black face, like the painted black face, and and a KKK. But now everyone is freaking out, and oh, incidentally, CNN cracks me up. CNN uh, put out uh, a news article, and in that news article, they made. Uh, it says here, CNN labels Democratic Governor Ralph Northam as a Republican during their segment on the blackface KKK controversy. <laughs> Come on, don't 
Really? They are, see the CNN. This is why CNN is absolutely has no credibility because they are trying to spin a narrative that Republicans are just a bunch of racist, psycho, white supremacists. But in reality, this Democratic governor um, dressed up as part of the KKK at this college party, and everyone now, everybody on the Democratic side is flipping out. It says Northam, uh, Fox News article says, Northam vows to finish his term even as top Democrats demand he step down after yearbook photo. Yeah, now they're outraged. Now they're outraged over this this guy. But they weren't outraged of the idea of murder. So th- this is what I'm trying to get through your guys' heads. M- the murder of human beings is not a a platform upon which the Democratic Party cares about. They are pro-abortion. They are just as wicked and evil as they've ever been, but they, they're no longer trying to hide this thing. They used to try to like couch it in terminology, the, you know, uh, we want women's health and blah, 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 things like that. They just don't care anymore. They, they seriously do not care. You heard the statements from the governor on this radio program. He is out now saying, you know, we'll have a discussion between the mother and the doctors whether or not we want to resuscitate this baby. What? What kind of insanity is that? Like, that is the, the epitome of crazy. And this is why, and what's crazy is now, this is emboldening, uh, this is bringing up the... Uh, the, the, the right. Uh, conservatives are very vocal now. People that I don't ever see pol- uh, posting political things on social media, uh, on my Facebook feed and my Facebook um, friends, who really people have never really posted anything about political stuff, are now just overwhelmingly throwing things on social media about how abortion is awful. Here's the thing. I'm not a pro-lifer. I am not a pro-life advocate. I am an abolitionist. I'm an abolitionist advocate. That's what I'm gunning for. That's what I'm pushing for is the abolishment of abortion. I posted something on my Instagram. It says, don't forget, slavery was legal. The Holocaust was legal. Segregation was legal. (laughs) Abortion is legal. Never use the state as the metric for ethics. So here's the thing. The people that backed segregation and slavery were the Democratic Party. Do your homework. The Republicans were the ones fighting to get rid of slavery. They were the ones that were pushing for the abolition, or they were pushing the abolitionist movement to get rid of slavery and get rid of segregation. They were pushing for that. And the the Democrats do, they, they swung in and tried to hijack the movement, the segregationist movement. Oh, well, this is our this is our thing now. No, it's not. You guys backed slavery. You guys backed segregation. You backed all this stuff, and you back history will tell the tale that you back the murder of millions of human beings, and it's wrong. It is horrifically and just sinfully wrong, and it's it's time that conservatives and Bible-minded people. I'm talking biblically. F- uh, minded Christians need to stand up and say no more. It is time that we, as Christ followers, stand up for those who cannot cannot speak. That's what we have to do.
So a mandate is given in second, or I'm sorry, first Corinthians chapter 16. It says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men and let all that you do be done in love. So be watchful, stand firm in the faith, stand up for what's right. Stand up for the faith that you have. Stand up for the things that are right. Stand up against evil. That's what we're called to do as Christian men and Christian women. We are called to stand against the atrocities of evil. We are to be righteous light. We are to be the hands and feet of Christ in a dark and dying world. That's why we're here. That's the purpose and the point of the church. It is time that we stand up. All right, other headlines that I saw this week. Um, A mega church pastor takes his own life after struggling with mental illness. Now, this happened earlier in the year. There was, I'm sorry, last year, 2018, another pastor at a, at a big mega church um, took his own life. And this church is, uh, the name of the pastor is Jim Howard, lead pastor of uh, a church in, it's Real Life Church in California, fatally shot himself in the head at home Wednesday after um, just a, a battle with mental illness. So here's the thing. <clears throat> guys, everybody thinks that pastors have stuff figured out. And so they're like, oh, they're, they're the guy that's leading the 6,000 member church or they're leading the Bible study. They're leading church. They've got to figure it out. Guys, I'm going to tell you that pastors are human beings just like the rest of us. Pastors struggle with depression, anxiety. They struggle with all of these things. They struggle with these, these problems. And I get it that um, there are people that will advocate and say, well, he just wasn't relying strongly enough on the Holy Spirit. And, and I, Okay, but he st- there was still a moment where he had weakness. This is why past- it, being a pastor is a lonely gig. It is a lonely gig because everyone just sort of kind of thinks that you're in this little bubble of or in this little aura of whatever, and you don't... Uh, you don't need anybody. You're a rock. You're an island. You're you're here to take care of everybody else. I, I, I'm seeing this in, in, in my own world with my father who's sick right now. Pastors struggle with loneliness. Pastors struggle. It's time that we as church members get around our get around our leaders, get around our pastors, get around our elders, and make it a regular point to pray for them, um, encourage them, make phone calls, send them emails, send them text messages, send them a you know send them a pizza, do something that's going to be just extravagantly encouraging, because I can promise you, pastors need that. They need to know that their people actually care, and we live in a, in a consumer driven environment where everybody wants the pastor to, to make them feel like they're cared for, but it's not a two way street. We're not trying to go after for the most part. I'm not saying that there, there are there. I'm saying there are individuals who do this, but I'm saying as, as a whole in the church world, um, church members are not doing a really bang up job of making sure that their pastors are um, loved well. Yes, they attend the church and like, well, I, I attend, so that should make him feel loved. No, some people like to be told that they're cared for. Some people like to be shown. I mean, if that's all your pastor did for you, if your pastor is like, "Hey, I show up every Sunday and I preach to you," you should know that I love you. How's that gonna? How is that gonna work for you? Are you gonna stick around for that? Probably not. Probably not. You're gonna go where you know people are gonna love on you and take care of you and 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 support you. So all I'm saying is that we need to come around our church leadership and make sure we're praying for them and showing them extravagant love on a regular basis. All right, last thing. 
um, that I saw in the news this week that I thought was interesting and newsworthy. Uh, socialism and Marxism is in the rise in our government. We've got a couple of uh, several senators now who are trying to propose that we have a ginormous tax increase on uh, the the wealthy, which I think is just absurd. You tax people that are creating jobs and creating wealth for the people around them. Like the guy that I work for, he, he has created wealth and he is creating jobs for hundreds of people. And they, this, uh, she's the Democratic senator from Minnesota, Alan uh, Omar. She says that we need to tax folks anywhere from 70 to 90% that are in the quote-unquote top 1%. You realize if you you tax people that are making money and and creating jobs and creating things that are happening, it's going to destroy the economy. Just look at Venezuela. That place is on fire because of socialism and not fire in a good way. It's not it's not good. It's actually really really bad. So proposing a tax on the people that create jobs and help people have jobs and and, and create wealth like that is just a dumb idea. Just dumb. So taxing the one the wealthiest 1% up to 90% of their income so that they can have the so the government can have funding is absolutely asinine. It is a bad bad idea. So that those are just some of the news things that I saw this week. My challenge for us this week is to go and be the light. This is when we need to be salt and light to the world around us because it is in desperate need. You have seen the wickedness. You have seen the insanity. There is hope. Christ wins in the end. And I believe with everything in me that we are seeing the birth pains of the birth of the kingdom of God. We are getting ready to see the, the kingdom of God be birthed. Second Timothy chapter 3 says, understand this, in the last days there will come times of difficulty. Guys, we are in the midst of difficult times. It says, people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud and arrogant, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable. All of these things are happening in front of us. Now is when we as Christians need to shine the brightest. Christians should shine the darkest, or I'm sorry, Christian, Christians should shine the brightest in dark places and it's dark folks and we need to be shining the light of the gospel shining the light of jesus christ to a world that needs it love you guys find out more about what's going on at the northfield radio program and about me at www.calebgordon.com have an incredibly blessed week if you find any news or anything that you'd like to talk about send it to me and i will talk about it